Poetry Challenges with David Morley, Director of the Warwick Writing Programme. Welcome back to Poetry Challenges, the podcast series in which we play, very seriously, with language. This episode is called Finger Counting in the Dark, and it's a two-for-the-price-of-one podcast about writing poems using syllabics and subverting forms of poetry. Writing in syllabics simply means writing lines in a set number of syllables. You can try writing in syllabics right now by creating a haiku, a three-line poem of 17 syllables in which the syllable count of the lines is five, seven, five. Here is a haiku of mine about a bird called a red pole. I'll read it robot-like with the syllabics accentuated five, seven, five as if she had spilt from cherries, from holly, from a shake of night shade. And now I'll read it in a normal human voice. As if she had spilt from cherries, from holly, from a shake of nightshade. The point is to create something natural, something that evokes a moment sharply. The line break between line two and line three shakes the nightshade bush of the poem as the bird flies from it. Haiku are small open spaces for precise, often resonant observation. Syllabics as a whole are a means to organise your lines of poetry by using a strict number of syllables in a constant and continuing pattern. Rhyme can be used with subtlety, as in the syllabic masterpieces of Marianne Moore. Here is your first poetry challenge today. Choose a place as your subject. For example, a school, a church, a town, a shop, a restaurant, a mountain. Free write on this subject, then transform what you have written into a seven-line poem, each line of which has seven syllables. Choose an emotion as your subject. For example, love, envy, anger, sorrow, hatred. Ask the chosen emotion these questions and answer them in lines of poetry. Now, it's really important that you do not mention the emotion as you write this poem. But ask it these questions. What colour is it? What animal would it be? What weather is it? What time of day is it like, and why? What does it smell like, sound like, look like, taste like, or feel like? Then having answered these questions, transform the emotion's answers into another seven-line poem, each line of which must have seven syllables. Now, you have two poems, and at this stage they might be just fine on their own. What I'd like you to do now is take one final stage, which is to push your two poems together to make one poem of seven lines, each of which is seven syllables. Yes, you will need to lose 50% of each 
poem. This is an exercise in precise patterning, but also in knowing what to leave out, and in leaning two ideas against each other to make something quite new leap from that pressure. Now, let's look at subversing form. New writers will do well to get the hang of a form before gunning it down, although it is an effective workshop exercise to create a poem in which the structure ambushes the subject. The structure of the poem could, as it were, tell a different story from the poem's words. While the sonnet is generally associated with love as its subject today, a good sonnet about contemporary war would surprise and subvert the form. A series of drastic limericks would similarly turn that form inside out. So, your second poetry challenge today is to write a sequence of what I call dark side limericks, the kind of limericks Darth Vader might write between battles. Here's a dark limerick I found on the internet by Larry Hodges. There once was a cowboy whose horse had the power to leap with great force. Into space she would jump, then the cowboy would slump as he died in the vacuum, of course. First, Google some limericks by Edward Lear. Then, write a sequence of 15 strict limericks which deal in the darkest or most taboo types of human behaviour, or with a subject matter such as terminal illness, which would conventionally be realised through a serious form or form of address. Test these out by reading them aloud to people. If they do not get a laugh, you have succeeded. Some forms of poetry, such as the limerick or triolet, became associated with a humorous mode of address. By turning the tables on the subject matter, you introduce a tension into the form that will both incense, but also compel readers. Thank you for listening.